This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Build a Better Us podcast. I'm John Parker, and I'm sitting with the, I wanted to say something like, some cool, like. Something cool. Something cool. Like, what's a cool moniker? Like, the, the not the, I don't know, bro. Like, what, what, what word would you, adjective would you use to describe yourself? Suave, debonair. Uh, yeah, yeah, all that works. Smooth. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I was trying classic. to classic. You know, something, something real like classic. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Ar- yeah. Aristocratic sounding. Black excellence. It, black, yeah. The, the ever black excellent. Yeah. CEO, owner, president of Build a Better Us, BJ Thompson. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist John J.P. Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with B.J. and J.P. Hello and thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Build a Better Us podcast. I'm John Parker. And I'm BJ Thompson. And we in here. Yeah. We are yeah. happy to be here. We excited. Yeah. You know what I mean? We try to get people to game. Yeah. If y'all only knew what you had in these conversations. Ooh, I wish they knew. I'm hoping they'll find out, but I wish they knew up front. You know what I'm saying? This is the part where we tell you, get your notebooks out, get your pen and your paper, get your phone, whatever you take your notes in, and get ready for this game. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the funnest things for me is to be able to share with people the things that we learn and we and we love, mm-hmm. but also to be able to say, man, we kind of in this with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We in the switch. We in the boat, man. Yeah. I don't know if I'm Jesus sleeping in the bottom or if I'm on top. Like, yo, what we gonna do? But I'm in this boat with you, man. We here. We here. We, we family. Yeah. We talk about that all the time, man. You got to know who you with and who's with you. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, you play yourself. <laughs> and that goes right into what we talk about today. We talk about faith reconstruction. Yeah. Uh, BJ and I have both been in situations where we realized, oh shoot, my faith ain't what I thought it was. Sheesh. It isn't. It isn't what I. What I'm thinking it is, is something else going on in here. And like we've talked about other episodes, there's oftentimes where you have to reevaluate mm. what is going on. And one of those things is faith. What you believe in, who you believe in, why you believe it, what direction you're going in with this thing called faith. Um, and so we're just jumping into that conversation and really just trying to figure out, hey, you know, we'll have some conversation about how we came to understand our faith kind of needed some reconstruction, you know, situations and circumstances that led up to that and kind of what we're doing now to kind of further build on making sure that our faith is on a solid foundation. Yeah, I think it's an important topic, especially in a day where, you know, you think about where culture is right now and um, a lot of the disappointment that people feel from things that are happening in their lives around their faith. Man, people feel like they've been lied to. Mm-hmm. They feel like they've been bamboozled. They feel like they've been hoodwinked. <laughs> they didn't land on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> Reformation <laughs> Rock landed on them. <laughs> Should I say that? Is that I, all right? Yeah, but I, I think with that, I think it's just it's very important that we talk about yeah. what are some things that we've come to 
with a little bit more sobriety, mm-hmm. but also just to be honest about the journey, man. So yeah, I'd love to just hear like your journey. Where did that start, yeah. and why even need? Why do we even need a reconstruction? Yeah, yeah. I of mean, our faith. Yeah, I think it depends on how you're raised, right? So I yeah. wasn't churched. I was raised in church, but I wasn't churched. So mm-hmm. I, I wasn't a like. So you didn't sing in the choir. Didn't sing in the choir. Okay. Got it. Uh, Did I, you read any Easter speeches? Because I don't even remember doing that, man. Maybe Ooh, one you time. was really not church. Yo, when I say my mom gave me money for tithes and offering, I would go down the street, okay, to the donut shop, okay, get me a glazed, you know what I'm saying, or the white frosted with the sprinkles, okay, get some chocolate milk and play video games. So you was certified heating. Oh, bro, I was out there. Okay, I, got I, it. I listen. One Sunday, I snuck out of children's church. I was about 12 years old, and one of the deacons followed me out. Bro, I hid under a car. Oh wow! And I could just see his feet just. Going side to side, trying to figure out where I went, bro. I mean, I was a small guy at the age of twelve, but I was like, "Yo, that's how determined I was." I'm not going in there, bro. Wow, I'm not going in there. You must have saw one of those movies where they <laughs> pour the, <laughs> the holy water on somebody and it melted. <laughs> I, I knew I was melted, bro. So oh it was nothing we could gosh. talk about. So I, I mean, you know, so mom had me there, had me in the environment. And I think about senior year in high school, you know, I realized going into college, man, I need to tighten up. Yeah. But my idea of, of faith was, you know, I'll live by the Ten Commandments when I'm 40. Mm. Right. So at some point I stopped lying. I stopped stealing. I stopped cheating. I wasn't killing nobody. Cheating taxes or cheating? Cheating. The game. The game. Okay. The game. Life. <laughs> life was getting cheated. <laughs> People was getting cheated. It was a lot of uh, just stuff happening. Uh, so <laughs> I was just trying to win. You know what I'm saying? However, I had to get those W's. I was going to get them. You <laughs> <Understood>. know? <laughs> so uh, about that time, you know, I had a little experience in church and boohoo crying. And feel you know sorrowful or whatever. Don't really yeah. know real conversion or anything taking place. Yeah. Um. So then you know here comes sophomore year of college. Meet the homie. Takes me to his church. And I was starting. I was already starting to have you know just real feelings of like yo I need to do something different with my life. Yeah. And became a Christian. The Lord moved on my life inside of a church that I didn't realize it wasn't the church. It wasn't the pastor. It wasn't the choir. It wasn't. It was just the Lord doing what He does in people's lives and sovereignly did something to me. Hmm. But because I didn't know any better, I attributed all of that change that he was doing to me, through me, in me, to that environment. Got it. Right, to those four walls and to that pastor. Got it. Um, and so it was through a series of things over an uh, eight-year period that I realized, oh, I'm in a cult. Mm. You know, the pastor. But you said it's so casual. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm working through it. Oh, oh I'm, I realized I was in a cult. I was go in ahead. a cult. I was in a yeah, cult. Yeah, yeah, go and ahead. Things would pop up. You'd be like, nah, that ain't that shit. Nah, that ain't that. Nah, that ain't that. Then you realize, like, oh, yeah, I was playing myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What kind of Kool-Aid was it? Was it like oh, great? It was, oh, strawberry? Bro, it was like the suicide. You know, you have all of them mixed Ooh. together. You know, you go to the fountain and you get like Coke and root beer and orange and strawberry. Have you ever, you, you, know, you know about the suicides, bro? It was a suicide, man. It was bad. Oh my! Undistinguishable God. flavor, but oh it was fully carbonated. Mm, fully carbonated. But it was sweet. But it was sweet. Yeah, but it was sweet. Oh, this is sweet, bro. I mean, funny. it went from you know the you know the pastor saying you know he didn't need to read the amplified version of the Bible because he was the amplification of the Bible himself. Mm. God gave him you know special this and special that you know. Uh, to, you know, the pastor saying, hey, brother such and such, you're fat, stop eating potato chips in the pulpit. Oh. No, not to the side, not in the office, not, you know, at some place that would be more appropriate to say, hey, I'm concerned about your weight. More so, like, I'm going to just say, hey, you're asleep, you stand up, what are you doing? Wow. You know, hey, you, you're 28 years old, you ain't got your undergraduate degree yet. What are you doing with your life in the pulpit? Took a break from whatever sermon he was preaching, took a break from whatever scriptures he was reading, just to read somebody in the public like that. Wow. Let me come for you. 
Let me let me try you right now. And so that's just I mean, that's just little things. Right. And so there was a lot of things that were happening that I was building a foundation on of this particular environment, mm. with this particular pastor, with this particular leadership and come to realize, you know, one day beat down. I'm like 26. Yeah. Been there since I was like 19 beat down. You know, we had these seven o'clock uh, meetings where it's like uh, on Sunday mornings, the leadership meetings or whatever. Yeah. All six of us. Um, and so I, I come in. Look, it's like a movie. I come in disheveled, looking yeah. beat down, bags around my eyes. <laughs> Eddie Kane Jr. <laughs> Eddie Kane Jr. Did you have a little shiny jacket? I did. I did. It, I was ready. You'll bro. never take my spot. <laughs> 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 I came in singing nice like this song, <laughs> so I walk in. The door flies open. All the wind stirs up. Whatever. I come in. Doom, 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 and I'm like, yo, I'm tired. I can't take it. Blah, blah, blah. I give my whole speech. Dude says to me, in this church, we wear out. We don't rust out. <laughs> Pick yourself up and get back to it. And I'm like, dude, I'm out here dying, bro. Oh my! God. I come in for a hug and you slap the taste out my mouth. Oh my god! A couple times. What was that movie? Um, was it with Damon Wayans? Who was that? The movie went. Um, it was one of the Wayans. Uh-huh. He did the the army movie. Oh, uh, S- uh, Sergeant Payne. Yeah, yeah Sergeant yeah, Payne, yeah, you, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gave that to it's, me. Did he have a gold tooth in his mouth? <laughs> did he have some gold? I can't remember. I got to go back and see. But he definitely pained me. He gave me the pain. Bro. Oh my god! So I just put my, you know, tuck my tail between my legs, walk back outside. Somebody ended up talking to me, whatever, whatever. But it was just at that point I was like, okay, this is it here. Like we're done. Like there's nothing else. Um, and so it took me, you know, the next. I don't know what how many years I've been out of there, maybe Jeez. 10 years or whatever. And I'm still finding myself rebuilding from the shenanigans of that place, from the wounds, from the wow. things that I saw people go through, from the stuff that I propagated myself by being a minister at this church and being in a pulpit and repeating things that he would say just in my own way. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and just manipulating. And just do a bunch of things where it's just like, man, to this day, like I'm still hesitant to do certain things because of the trauma. You know what I mean? And I think that, again, when I had that conversation with him and then leaving that church, I realized like, yo, something different needs to be done in my life because this ain't it. And you just imagine putting you all It's like finding out your daddy's not the guy you thought he was. Mm. You know what I mean? All these years you've been my daddy. Come to find out I got a a couple side siblings I didn't know about. Come to find out you was beating on my mama. Come to find out that you was stealing from the family pot. Come to find out you had a drug habit. Like, this is kind of like, like... The PTSD I'm talking about, bro. It is. It make a great novel, though. <laughs> You're right. I might need to get on that. Yeah. Submit that to Tyler. Would Tyler Perry take care of you? We would take care of you. Okay, you take care of okay, you. Okay, right, you got. He played your mama in that <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't Shut know up. if I had a situation that dramatic. Yeah. I feel like your situation always like reminds me, like, oh, yeah, it could have been worse. <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been worse than what I knew about, all right? All right. So I grew up in a very reverent Christian home, right? Born and raised in Dallas, Texas. And I really felt like my culture, my community had a high sense of like, I saw the most high as a big father, like uh, uh, somebody who you respect. He the big man in the block Mm -hmm. and you just make sure you don't do things to violate, right? You know, I remember distinctly even leaving from a church, you know, building and we, as we were pulling up, you know, we're listening to the radio and it's all kind of stuff. It's juvenile. For those of you who are too young, mm-hmm. juvenile is an urban artist yes, who emerged yeah, 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 <laughs> in the 1990s. Uh-huh. And I remember turning down my music as we drove past the mm-hmm. building, right? Dang, you was in there. Bro. I was in there, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, when we left out mm-hmm. and we was about 500 feet away, <laughs> music could go back up, there you go, right? There you go. And so, yeah, so I lived my life as somebody who acknowledged something that was higher than me and being reverent, 
but that had no implication in my life. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. And so I, I remember this moment. It kind of came to my first little crossroads mm-hmm. of like life is going to end. And I knew I was not where I needed to be. I was in a, at a nightclub one night. And yo, we was kicking it. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. music, disco ball, all of that. And I am doing my thing. I'm hanging out. I wasn't talking to a girl this time. Usually that's what happens. I'm like hanging out, talking mm-hmm. to a girl. Mm-hmm. But I'm standing there by myself and it just hits me. I look around. It's one in the morning. I look and I go, yo, this is as good as it gets. <laughs> this is life. Yeah, yeah. Like, it hit me soberly. Mm-hmm. This is as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sent my world to the first little panic, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't think I had ever considered this is as good as it gets. I thought, man, I'm building on this thing. This is fun. You know, I'm just learning this world. I'm trying to figure out my life. I got my big man in my corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just in case I need, a, I need him, I'm going to turn my juvenile down. <laughs> That's it, Lord, help me. Yeah, I'm going to turn machine. my juvenile down, right? And I think I realized that point, like, yo, this is as good as it gets. Like, late night, one in the morning, music blaring, drinks being poured. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, like, that's not enough for me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So decided, probably not long after that, you know what? I'm going cold turkey. Mm-hmm. I'm about to get really serious about yeah. whatever this thing is, <laughs> right? And so for me, I had always held in my mind like this invisible list. Like if I was to ever get right, mm-hmm. yo, I'm doing this. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to start doing this and I'm going to start doing this. And so I decided that day, yo, I'm going to really get serious, mm-hmm. And I went in my back pocket, pulled out that list, and I stopped doing this, and I stopped doing that, and I strayed away from these things. And then after a, probably about six weeks, I started feeling really gloomy. <laughs> I started feeling really dark. <laughs> I started feeling, yeah, I was like, this room is they got no air. The air is not moving. Can y'all turn the air conditioner on? Like, I started realizing that that was more difficult than what I knew. Mm. And all that joy stuff people was talking about, mm-hmm. like, I got the joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea what it was, mm-hmm. right? And so my first um, deconstruction was realizing, like, yo, whatever it is that I think I'm aspiring to be right now isn't taking me where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And it's making me feel very dreary and very sad mm-hmm. and empty, mm-hmm. And I thought, like, yo, my life was things I wanted to do made me feel empty. Mm. Now I'm in this situation. I feel defeated. Mm. Yeah. Like, I can't do nothing more, right? And it wasn't until my freshman year of college in a dorm room at the University of North Texas, I saw the sky open up, right? I'll just set this up for our listeners. My... Total being in existence revolved around platform popularity and opposite sex connections. Within two months of me being a college freshman, my platform, (laughs) influence, and opposite sex connections were absolutely shot. Mm. And it left me, if you want to hear more detail, make sure you check out the book coming out. Keep going. In the That's next what year. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Keep doing that. Come out in the next year, 2019, yeah. you'll, you'll hear it more in the book. Mm-hmm. 
But I just started realizing, like, yo, I don't know what I'm doing, and the things that I'm building my life on are nothing. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, I walked into the dorm room, and it hit me like a ton of bricks, that the things that I had been giving my life to were always going to fail me. Mm -hmm. And the sky opened up that day, and I could feel the love of God radiating over me Mm -hmm. in the way I had never felt it before, Mm -hmm. never seen it before. And it was like... Overnight, I became brand new. Mm-hmm. Literally, mm-hmm. the next day, I was like, yo, come into my heart, change me, transform me. Mm-hmm. No prompting, no preaching, no body. Mm-hmm. And I became a new person. And that's really where some of my reconstruction began, is I started realizing that this whole faith thing didn't have to do with me being a good person. It had to do with me believing by mm-hmm. grace. Mm-hmm. And that the work of the Father was like, Doing something, mm-hmm. not me doing something. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, bro. So, so that's the idea, right? So, we get taught this idea of what faith is, yeah. what it looks like, what it should be from random sources. Mm. To be polite, right? Is random sources a polite way to say it's that? It's a great way to okay. say that. All right. So, what we don't often come to realize is that sometimes you have to lose faith in order to find faith, mm. right? And so, losing faith in certain things. I had to lose faith in this man. That I thought was the reincarnation of the Holy Spirit of God. Woo. I had to lose faith in him. Only for the Lord to be like, hey, let me remind you of that scripture that says work unto me. But because you were working unto him, he got at you. He made you feel a certain way and then you lost your mojo. Wow. If you had checked in with me, I would have said, hey, you're doing good. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Wow. But because my faith was in this man, I was, again, like you're saying, I wasn't, he wasn't going to be satisfied because he's a fickle human being, right? Yeah, and you, and you got to be down Sundays, Wednesday, right. Thursdays, and Fridays. Every day, every day. Don't have a life of your own. Don't try to, you know, do anything for yourself. Don't try to take a vacation. Don't try to, like, uh, you know, tie your own shoes without asking him if you can tie them. Yeah. And once I realized, like, oh, my faith was in the wrong thing. My faith was in the wrong person. My faith was in this building. with This, this has nothing to do with it. Hmm. I had to lose sight of that so I could gain sight of God. That's good. Right. You know, that's one of the most important things I think for our listeners to know is that it's not the building. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have so tied ourselves to this idea of like a leader, a person, mm-hmm. a building, yeah. a family. Mm-hmm. Real faith comes through a relationship with the most high. It has nothing initiated mm-hmm. by people per se, yeah. right? It has yeah. everything to do with that love and that relationship. Yeah. 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 Bro, so for you, um, and I'll follow you up too, just thinking through like faith reconstruction. Yeah. If you agree with me that sometimes you have to lose yeah. sight of faith or what you put your faith into in order to find it. Yeah. What are you doing now? I guess we can start now. Yeah, we don't have to go through the whole spill of, you know, the life. But, like, right now, what are the things that you're doing now to kind of reconstruct your faith? Yeah, so one thing that's interesting, I think, is there's a journey. You said it early on. Sometimes you go through periods where you need to relinquish everything mm-hmm. because none, nothing makes sense. And I think that's that's so important for us to know is that there's points of times in your life when you realize Man, I don't see this correctly. Mm-hmm. Or that was good when I was at this age right. and this season, yeah. but it's not good there. And I think giving people the freedom to know that, mm-hmm. right? Like, man, I'm grown yeah. with children yeah. in high school. Yeah, right. 
I'm not 20. Yeah. I'm not 18 yeah. years old. You're single. not in children's church anymore. I'm not at all, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important for us all to know, like, man, I am in a different place. And so I need to respond to that. Man, one of the most traumatic things for me in the last three years is realize what I believed about certain institutions of faith. Though Jesus is right and true, those institutions have been built on historical half-truths. And because they built on historical half-truths, the more the truths start coming out, that half, (laughs) there's a book called The Half That's Never Been Told, Mm -hmm. the more that truths start coming out, the more I go, wait a minute. Huh? <laughs> what? Wait. Yeah. I thought we were on the same page. Mm-hmm. I thought this was something different. Mm-hmm. I thought we were these things. Mm-hmm. And and again, unknown to me, I needed to reset again, mm-hmm. right? I thought resetting just started when, you know, I'm a heathen, I'm doing whatever I'm doing. I'm tucking in my my cross. Right, right, right. Whenever I'm doing dirt, right? Right, right? Then pull that thing back out. Yeah, yeah. I pull that thing back out. Yeah, yeah, no, I need please. that power, right? <laughs> Help me, please. Help me, please, Lord. Yeah. The juvenile is off right now, uh, right? <laughs> oh, she's coming this way. Yeah. Let me tuck it back right, in. Right, right. <laughs> then she leave, right? Yeah. But I realize that the power of God is something I have to get to know over a lifetime, not just in a moment. Come on. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so part of the reconstruction for me is... Being able to admit I don't have all the answers, mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. I came from a denominational perspective mm-hmm. that says we're solid and we already understand it. Right, all. we got it all. Yeah, right. it's done. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, you said a brilliant thing, man. Evaluating the evaluation that took place to know that hey, I'm not 18, I'm not 21, I'm not 25. Yeah, I got almost grown kids. And there's a certain way that I have to think. There's a certain way that I have to be. There's some things that I have to check and make sure that, hey, not only one, because I have people that came from my loins. Absolutely. That I need to make sure understand the truth of what this thing is, right? But I want to help shape their worldview. Yeah. I want to give them a, a, a solid biblical perspective of things. And sometimes the information and education that we got at 18, at mm. 21, at 25, at 30, 35, 40, may not be not only substantial for what we're doing right now, but it may not be... To say it politely, the most accurate thing. It may not be the most accurate translation. It may not be the most wise way to see the world. Absolutely. Right? Is that a polite way to it's put it? It's a polite way. You okay. said that very... I'm proud of you. I'm, for I'm saying, doing better. You are doing better. Growth build build a better us. That's it, man. Build a better you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So build a better us, man. Yeah. So I think that along with the evaluations that take place, along yeah. with knowing that, hey, this ain't, this ain't what it used to be and I'm in a different place, we have to like start to break down structures Mm. and maybe not break down, like pull a brick out or throw a rock through a window, but break down like, what is this source of information? Who are these people? What are these books? What are these texts? What are, who are these writers? Right. So that's scary. Right. Mm? Let me just say, this is why this is scary because we've learned to lean on the structures, not to lean on God. Right. Yeah. So you say like, yo, I'm just going to pull the brick out the structure. That's your everything, right? Mm-hmm. I think something that I realize I'm seeing more and more is that we've been taught from my particular denominational bent mm-hmm. that knowledge trumps experience. Mm-hmm. Or the spirit. <laughs> or the spirit, right? Yeah. The reality of it is knowledge is supposed to inform my experience. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I can just operate with knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The fact that for me... 
that the sky opened up. Mm -hmm. I literally saw the sky open up. Mm -hmm. Experience. Yeah. 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 Knowledge came later and Mm -hmm. said, oh, yeah, the Most High speaks to men Mm -hmm. and women and draws them by faith. Right? Yeah. And I think that it's hard because when you start saying, I need to reconstruct, Mm -hmm. the thing that that was going to keep you is the fact that you believe everything that you understand to this point mm-hmm. is all that you have, right right right? right? right, 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 and or all that you need. False. Yes. Right, right, at that point. So you can't take a brick out of yeah. your own mm-hmm. building yeah. because then you fall, yeah. right? But how does that building get built? The building gets built because somebody would say, oh, you saw the sky open up? Well, yeah. I don't see that in scripture. Yeah. I, I see in scripture where someone has to speak the word to you. They have to preach a, a lecture to you. And then you that's see, how. Paul, you see it, you do see it in scripture. The problem is we see <laughs> scripture selectively. <laughs> Thank you. Paul said that he saw the sky open up and he was blinded. Uh-huh. Right? So yeah. you see it, but you're seeing it through selective thoughts. And so what I would mm-hmm. say is this, man it's so challenging because reconstruction requires a measure of faith that you have not practiced to that point. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so when the word says, the righteous shall live by faith alone. Mm-hmm. It don't mean that you get to practice a level of faith and that's it mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It means that over time, you and I are going to have to practice different measures of faith that require us to lean more into God, the most high, and not our structures, right? And I think that's the most challenging thing. Because the structure, just like your amplified version pastor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Praise be the pastor. Praise be the pastor. Mm-hmm. Tells you to lean into him. Mm-hmm. He said, you come in here on Sunday. Yeah. Tuesday, Friday. Wednesday. Tuesday, Friday morning for uh-huh. prayer, leadership development, mm-hmm. the six people that are there mm-hmm. doing it. He's teaching you to lean into him as the amplified version. Yeah. All the while, you got questions. You got situations. Mm-hmm. Things are changing. Yeah. And it puts too much of an emphasis Mm -hmm. on what he has going on. So I think part of the emphasis, again, part of the reconstruction is realizing, look, though it may not have happened right now, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. People listening right now, it's never happened before. You can lean into the structure and it's good for where you are. Reconstruction may mean God the Father weans you off of that. Mm -hmm. It was good for your training wheels. You're good. Yeah. He takes the training wheels. Mm Mm-hmm. And instead of fighting him on it, right, you're going to have to learn how to operate in faith in a different type of way mm-hmm. than what you did before. Yeah. What you think about that, man? How have you seen that in your life in reconstructing? Oh, man. I mean, from a simple practical thing of being married and having two children. Sheesh. Right? Like the, the faith that I had or practiced or lived as an 18-year-old, as a 21-year-old, as a 25-year-old, it's not going to get me by with the wife mm. who has demands. With children. Say that again. Hold on, hold on. Do this again, JP. <laughs> Don't do this to me right now, I'm just bro. Just say it, man. Do it. Now listen, but you gotta say it slowly so cause the audience is gonna miss this. Alright. I need you to say this again. Your faith say it again. The faith that I had, that 18, 21, 25, is not gonna work the same. It's not gonna be the same. Mm. It's not gonna have the same weight nor the same power. Mm. That it had then as it has now, as as I needed to have now. Wow. My faith has to evolve, right? It has to change. It has to develop. It has to become uh, malleable to the current situation that I'm in. Wife, she has demands. 
two children. They have demands. Work has demands. Life has demands. I can't just be out teeny bopping, running around thinking like, hey, man, the Lord will make it enough. Wow. He's giving me a brain. He's giving me two feet. He's giving me two hands, two legs, two arms to go do some things. Wow. They say pray with your feet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I can be on my knees all day long, but if he's like, hey, son, I got something for you, go hit, go go put in this work. Yeah. I put in the work. You know what I'm saying? And that's, yeah. you know, that's a very crude, like, you know, example, just the work situation. But there's a lot of things, man. Like, it has to look different now. Yeah. My faith, my walk, my everything has to, it has to be and look different. <sighs> but it's so hard, though. Let me tell you why it's hard. It's hard because industry builds itself around consistency. Mm-hmm. And when your faith start looking different, they can't market those items to you anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely right. So we can tell the truth about yeah. industry. Yeah. yeah. Industry is predictable. Mm-hmm. It says we know you're going to go to said place mm-hmm. to get said thing. Mm-hmm. When you start saying, yo, this isn't good for me anymore, mm-hmm. then they say to you back, they volley back to you mm-hmm. through the institution, mm-hmm. through the industry, hey, you may be in sin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And just for those of us who are listening that are theologians, Mm -hmm. which I am as well. You got it. Right? Yes, sir. They told the early faith believers, yo, y'all like incestuous. Y'all call these people your brothers and your sisters. Mm -hmm. Right? Y'all are cannibals. Mm -hmm. You want to drink his blood, Mm -hmm. eat his flesh through communion. Mm -hmm. Right? They didn't have a name for the early Christians, they just called them the way, mm-hmm. right? They didn't fit into mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. The word of God in Hebrew says that they were exiles, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think one of the things when people hear us talking like this, right, they think it's unbiblical. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's unbiblical. It's always been such, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so the growing up piece, man, that's what I'm realizing about my reconstruction mm-hmm. It requires me to trust God in ways that do not have a formula. Mm -hmm. And if I'm honest about that, I'm uncomfortable, bro, because I love formulas. Mm -hmm. They're good. They are good. If I put this two and this two together, I'm going to get this four. But the problem is I can kill my faith over time Mm -hmm. because I'm no longer actually trusting God. Mm -hmm. I'm trusting the institution. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm trusting a formula. And for me, trusting in things that happened a long time ago that I expect to happen the same way. Mm, like what? Ooh, what do you mean? I mean, do you know. it. <laughs> <laughs> amplified version. You've already told us about the amplified version. What do you mean, I mean bro? It just, I mean, it's just, just circumstances, right? So having to have a real conversation with my wife when she's a PhD, right? Biomechanical engineer. Graduated from Georgia Tech. That means she's smart. Means she's smart. <laughs> I'm a I'm a therapist, life coach, do my thing or whatever the case may be. Until this thing pop like it needs to pop, she's on paper going to make more money than me, mm. right? I have to tell my wife when she gets at me about provisions and this and that, blah blah blah. I say, wait, hold up, slow, slow, slow. The Lord provides. We participate in His provision process, right? So. As long as I'm not slouching, as long as you ain't slouching, as long as we're doing what we're supposed to be doing and feel like we're in the will of the Lord and he's leading and guiding and directing us, however he provides, if he sends you a check for five stacks, if you get a summer gig where you can make 10000 this summer, we can do what we need to do. If he sends me clients and I stay booked, cool. If he don't, cool. Mm. But at the end of the day, when I'm saying how things are different than they used to be, you, wife, may have been used to one thing. I may have been used to one thing. But now we are here in this thing together. God is doing what he does, and we need to stay true to that. We this need to stay anchored word. in that. 
You understand what I'm word. saying? That's a good word yeah. for people who start believing. They don't know how to walk by faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that example that you just gave is a great example of like, I don't know where we're going, but I know who we're following. Come on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. At some point, your life should feel like that. Yeah. It shouldn't feel like the formulas of whatever the industry is giving mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not saying that's all bad. Mm-hmm. But I am saying that cannot live out for you faith mm-hmm. in your unique situation yeah. that still has an anchored belief. Man, I believe that God is my shepherd. Mm-hmm believe that he creates my provisions mm-hmm. and that this, he is a source yeah. of all life for yeah. me, yeah. right? And I'm only tethered to the idea of loving him as with everything I have and in loving my... I'm only tethered to that. Yeah. Industry will tell you, hey, what are you doing? You need to be doing more. You need to be blah, 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 blah. Wow. You and now you're stressed. Now you have anxiety. Now you're anxious. Now you're worried. Now you're making moves you shouldn't make. You shouldn't make, you shouldn't have made, you're thinking things you shouldn't think. Because, or you don't make any moves. Or you don't make any moves. You're making any moves. Right? Stay the same place. Stay the same place. Just stay here. It's on its way. What's on its way? Headaches? Help. Trauma? Drama? Help is on the way. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> really, Jesus, take the wheel. No, the way. And then he says, I threw you a life jacket. I, I threw you a lot. I, I bought a boat. I bought a helicopter. I got a cruise ship. And you still weigh that on top of that roof. Goodness gracious. Um, and so I think it's just, I mean, it's, it's those things, man, where this is not about trying to convince you of one thing or another. This is life experience talking. These are facts from us talking. These are... Uh, us being in situations that weren't ideal and being able to come through for you all that are listening mm. to help you understand it, man. Like, if you don't understand that faith is a is a work in progress, yeah. that faith is growth, yeah. that faith is development, that faith is not stale, yeah. that faith requires action, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, that faith is, is not always going to be the same and, and God is not always going to do the things the same way all the time. Yeah. And and it requires us to be tuned into the spirit and be led by the spirit so that we can move in the direction he has us going so that we don't have to make mistakes so we don't have to jump in the pool without checking the water now. in there. Come on. All right, I stopped. I stopped. Come on, Deacon. You in here preaching right, now. Right. Let me slow down. Let me give y'all some practical yeah. things. Deacon's over here. Yeah. He's on fire. Yeah, let, let him me. cool him down just a little Relax. bit right now. Um, one of the practical things, you know, we all can do is this. Is one is be honest about where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, the word says... Those who worship, worship in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, man, we like to, where I'm from, we call it, you like to lie to kick it. You like to lie to kick it. You Sell just want to, yeah, you Sell just want to tell a lie. Yeah. You have to be honest about where you at. Mm-hmm. Are you burnt out? Mm-hmm. Are you stretched to the limit? Mm-hmm. Are you confused? Are you in a stale place? Mm-hmm. Are you in a place that's grown? You have to be honest about where you are. Not where people think you are, right? Mm-hmm. Two, you need to reevaluate yourself according to the word. I think that it's easy to get consumed in your emotions when the truth is you have to have something true mm-hmm. that you can measure yourself against. And I'm not talking about you reading through all the Pauline epistles. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean the yeah. overall word as itself. Yeah. What else? What would you say application for rebuilding your faith? I think one thing is, and when you're reconstructing, is understanding that you need squad, right? This is not a island. 
John was on that island by himself, he got put out. Mm. You don't have to do that. If you mm. self-exile, that's on you. But the idea is you need people that, that you That was can, deep, y'all. Go I'm just, ahead. I'm just saying, man. We that talked was deep. About, listen, we talked about it pre-show. Like, I was ready to throw in the towel on the South. My brother was like, yo, you're not out here by yourself. And I was like, oh, yeah. I don't feel so bad now. This is true. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm just driving down the street in my feelings, thinking like, yo, I'm done with this. Mm. Because in that moment, I was by myself in my car, thinking to myself, having mm. my own thoughts, right? And in my own thoughts, I was thinking foolish. But then as we have conversation, I'm like, oh, yeah, you here. The homie here. The homie here. The homie there. We here. We out here. So now I can reestablish or just reevaluate what I have going on and know that I don't have to do this on my own. Mm. So a part of that faith reconstruction is the same way. If I feel like, yo, this is, doesn't sound right or this doesn't, this rubs me a certain way or this, this doesn't sound cool. Like, help me understand this thing. I can bounce these things off of guys like you That's good. and the squad that we have, right? That's good. And you have to do that. Otherwise, that amplified pastor gonna be running you in circles and running uh, you ragged. He gonna run you ragged every Thursday morning. Every Thursday morning, every Friday <laughs> night, every Sunday, every Saturday, boy, you he gonna get you. Every Tuesday night, the structure gonna have you just 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 emptying your pockets, not mm. understanding what's going on. You know what I mean? Like like not actively serving the widows and the poor and the that you just you just in the structure, not mm. understanding what's going on. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing, man. I think you know more things will come as you. As you, you know, get older and different things happen. But I think that's a good baseline no matter where you are in the evaluation process or the just the just knowing that you need to do something different. If you consistently keep squad and everybody's on point as much as possible and everybody's iron is sharper than iron, man, that's that's gonna take you a long way in that faith reconstruction. Yeah. No, and that also if you need additional help, make sure you find a mentor or a life yes. coach. Yes. Or a therapist. Or a therapist. Right? Yeah. You can hey. hit me up at BJ116 on Twitter. Soon you'll be able to hit us up at buildabetterus.com coaching. Yeah. C John Roar, S-E-E-J-O-N-R-O-A-R. If you want to catch a fade in the you know 2K or if you want to get some good life coaching, some therapy, I'm here for that. That's right. We want to help you reconstruct your faith. And you know, our desire is to help you become a better you so that we can become a better us. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast. This episode was brought to you in part by the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast, an outreach dedicated to bringing joy, strength, intimacy, and purpose to couples seeking growth. Be sure to visit enneagramandmarriage.com to find your chemistry together again, or for the very first time.